Welcome to the Global Investor Podcast, a show that focuses on helping foreign investors enter the lucrative U.S. real estate market. Host Charles Carrillo combines decades of real estate investing experience with a professional background in international banking to interview experts in all areas of U.S. real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Charles Carrillo. Welcome to another episode of the Global Investors Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Crillo. Today we have Jim Murray. Jim owns Lion Property Management in Rhode Island and manages over 600 units across both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for property owners in the US and abroad. So thank you so much for being on the show, Jim. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and uh, hopefully can share some golden nuggets with the listeners. Yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, so Jim, give us a little background on yourself prior to starting your current business, Lion Management. Yeah, so... I went to college. Oh, actually, I'm going to start a little bit further back. So growing up, my dad was a carpenter and I'd watch him working on projects and doing all these different things. And he always told me, hey, pick up a book rather than swing a hammer like me. Um, so fast forward, I go to college, get a degree in finance, and I land a job for Fidelity Investments where it was a financial analyst. And I was actually there for six years. Um, but one year into it, I bought my first multifamily and I literally called my dad every weekend and he was kicking himself for telling me to pick up a book and not swing a hammer. Um, so now I am well-versed on, you know, all things renovation and rehab, uh, uh, multifamily and single family investments. Um, but yeah, it's been a heck of a ride. And, uh, I think that my financial background really helps out building out the performer and the analytics and gaining the financing on the projects that we tackle day in and day out. Yeah. It gives you a really well-rounded approach to the properties. And what was the book you picked up that you got you into real estate? Honestly, so um, I'm going to go a completely different route here. I read a book last summer in 2019. It was called uh, the, Souls, the Souls Code. And it talked about acorn theory, where we're all this little acorn trying to grow into this giant oak tree. And uh, I always wanted to invest in real estate. So when I graduated high school, I received this letter that our sixth grade teacher had us write to ourselves for when we were to graduate. And like that, the, there were three questions. There was what college are you going to? What stocks are you investing in? And have you bought any real estate yet? This is my sixth mm. grade self writing to my, you know, senior high school self. And uh, it was just kind of like innate. Like I just always want to be a real estate investor. Mm -hmm. um, and then we all go through that journey to, to figure out uh, one, how we're going to get there, but what we want to be when we grow up. Yeah. Right. So we have some sort of, some sort of path, but we're uh, figuring out the, uh, the trip for getting there. Yeah. So tell us about your property management company. What types of properties do you guys manage? Size of properties you focus on? Being in the in New England, I imagine it's a lot of small multifamilies are mixed in with what else you do. Yeah, so the majority of what we manage are three to six unit multifamily buildings. So the way that those break out is they're really built, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s. So they need a ton of maintenance and upkeep. Um, and they were built for the factory workers that were working in the, the mills and, and factory buildings as a part of the industrial revolution. So the housing stock is old. It's, it really kind of caps out at six units. There are newer developments. There was a whole bunch of stuff built in Rhode Island in the 80s, like larger 50, 100 unit complexes. But those are kind of owned by the five families of real estate in Rhode Island. Um, so uh, that's what we focus on and specialize in. And um, that's where we play every day. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's the same thing throughout, I think, all of New England. We have Massachusetts. Uh, I started buying those properties in Connecticut. And some of them are so beautiful when you're inside of them, the uh, ornate uh, woodwork and everything like that. But uh, they are very, uh, they're, a lot of them are in tough shape. So there's value to be made. <laughs> but uh, there's, I bought one property and I was, it was built in 1900. I think it was my second property. It was a three family. And 
I was literally, I think the fourth owner, I still own it now, but the fourth owner of that property in like a hundred and whatever years, it was crazy. And, uh, but it's, it's amazing how it is up there, but it's, yeah, that's, it's, it takes the right property manager to handle those type properties, to understand, um, everything that goes in with properties pre, you know, pre-led and everything being down in Florida. Now people consider properties. I always laugh to myself, um, built in the sixties as being old or in the seventies. And you're like, you kidding me? <laughs> I'm you're like, like, hold on, hold on. There's Romex in here. We're good. Or maybe it's like BX cable or Luminex, but yeah. Yeah. There's no knob and tube, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cause you go into those old, you know, um, I actually, I bought one two months ago um, and it was riddled with knob and tube. And that is a whole nother project that crazy good stuff. Yeah. If you don't know what it is, just Google it and you'll see, and you'll be like, Oh my God, is that even safe? And uh, it's not anymore. So it's not, it's very <laughs> difficult to insure. So don't let your insurance inspector in until it's cleared out. So, um, you know, I always say that when I talk to people that property management is the most important element in real estate investing, you're the ones that have uh, contact with the property contact with the tenants. What are some traits of a good property manager and how would an investor go about finding one? Yeah. So I think it's really important to view your relationship with your property manager as a partnership. So I always talk when I'm trying to onboard prospective clients about how we're going to work kind of arm in arm to generate that return on investment that you're looking for. So that's number one, kind of having that mindset on the way in. The second part is your property manager has to share a similar um, investment style and approach as you are for that property. So if you onboard a property in a C neighborhood and uh, your property manager is like, Hey, we're just going to rent strictly a section eight. And you're like, nah, you know, I want to go after maybe try and target a B demographic or, you know, go out to the general public rather than section eight. Like you really got to share that similar investment approach so that you can, you know, meet your goals for the property, meet that ROI that you're trying to generate. Okay. And so what's the best way that someone would go obviously to in their local market and uh, find someone that would best fit, um, you know, where would you, where would you go to find a property manager? What's the best way of doing it? I, yeah. So I'd start on Google. So there are numerous different resources. The crazy thing is we built our business from Thumbtack, which is insane. Okay. Um, so Thumbtack is a service where you can push out a quote and get five people to respond back. They've shifted their platform, but I'd go to Google um, and look for property managers within about a 30 minute radius of your property mm -hmm. and try and pick the ones with the, the highest Google ratings. I would say the, re the really strong property managers are going to be focused on reputation management. Mm -hmm. Read through the reviews. Now, this is one thing that I do. So I recognize a pat on the back is, you know, a foot away from a kick and then you know what. Um, but where we've been able to secure more clients is in my responses to the bad reviews. So literally, I respond to every single bad review as a property manager and clients respect that. So one thing to acknowledge when you go to onboard a property manager, you're on Google, you're looking through the reviews. There is no such thing as a five-star property manager. If they are doing their job and trying to generate that return for you, you are not going to find a perfect property manager because they are going to upset somebody doing the job that you sent them in to do. So really pay attention to those bad reviews and how they respond and maybe ask some questions during the interview process of like, hey, talk me through the scenario. I saw this you know, really upset tenant. What happened there? How'd you handle it? Would you handle it any different in the future? Um, that's really important. You need a property manager that's going to be able to have those difficult conversations in order to drive that return on your property. So you're working with a lot of smaller properties. What systems and technology does your company have in place to assist with making property management uh, a more efficient process? Yeah. So coming from Fidelity, um, Fidelity taught me even, even during the downturn, like when I came out, I came out of college in 2010, right? Mm -hmm. 
they invested hundreds of millions of dollars into their platform and into technology. And I brought that into our property management business where huge emphasis on technology so that our team, as they're on the road, they can essentially work from their smartphone, right? And have all that information at their fingertips, whether it be, you know, a maintenance technician or a showing agent. Um, the platform that we love is Appfolio. So Appfolio is our core system. Um, I have played in building them a little bit. I've played in Propertyware. We went to Propertyware for a year in 2019. It almost literally destroyed our business. Um, I am so glad to be back in Appfolio. Just really easy platform to use. And uh, we're actually in the plus version. So we have an on-call concierge. So if we get any wild uh, client questions, we can get on, on the phone with the concierge within two hours to help solve that problem. Um, we think it's the most all-inclusive software. The one piece of software that we use that a lot of other people just are unfamiliar with is called Tenant Turner, and that's our showing platform. So there are three main players in that space, um, one being Rently, the other being uh, ShowMojo, and then Tenant Turner is kind of the new entrant over the last couple of years. But um, even for a DIY landlord, if you're listening in, Tenant Turner is worth a look. It is going to help you um, streamline your re-rental process and help you gain efficiency on a number of different levels. Can you go over those other ones? I know we've used uh, Rently before with our property manager. Um, can you explain those those different prop, uh, those different products and services? Definitely. So Rently is really where they cut their teeth is on that lockbox showing software. So I think unlike the West Coast, where people are used to um, using that lockbox technology, I think it works. On the East Coast, if I were to put a lockbox on a pro actually a property manager um, went with Rently and the lockbox system, and they went out of business last year, but um, People on the East Coast, they're just, I mean, you know, growing up in Connecticut, like a uh, different tilt. So if I publish a listing and I'm like, hey, you got to give me your credit card information and pay a dollar to get the code and then do a self-showing, people are like, this is a scam. There is no way this is going to work. So you have to pay attention to what works in your market. Um, Rently doesn't, doesn't work for us. Just I don't think people trust it. We use ShowMojo for the better part of one and a half to two years. What? I recognize was is that ShowMojo charges the property manager by the lead and then they recycle the leads. So if I have a two bedroom on Dunnell Ave in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and I get 600 leads, and then I get one at 345 Pawtucket Avenue, they're gonna recycle those 600 leads and charge me twice. Oh, and I was wow. like, no, 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 I'm, I'm good with this. So I'm not trying to badmouth them. The other, the other big thing is that I was getting a lot of phone calls from owners. So clients are like, hey, I know you have the listing out, but like, what does it look like? And ShowMojo had this math book of a report and it just, it wasn't clean. And I even, I talked to the founder on the phone and I was like, listen, like, she's like, well, send it to my developers. I'm like, you're the founder of the company. You send it to your developers <laughs> to work on it because you're going to lose this as a client, which they did. So the cool thing with Tenant Turner is that Tenant Turner is going to follow up 24, eight and two hours before. So we get more prospective tenants out to the property. We then conduct group showings, which in COVID we're no longer able to do. But there's a ton of built-in functionality where literally I can set up tenant turner where if someone books a showing at two, I can have somebody else log in at 201, 202, 203 and stack all the showings. So, okay. so it, it can be anywhere from one minute to I think 30 minute increments, maybe 60 minutes um, for those showings. The other big thing is within an hour after the showing, tenant turner is sending them a blast email saying, hey, how'd you like it? Leave oh. feedback. And by the way, here's a link to the application. And then it's going to continue every 48 to 72 hours to send a link to the application. So we're able to drive more prospects applying to properties. Hmm. Um, and we can roll those applications across any property that we manage. Um, the last huge piece with Tenant Turner is that you can set it on a weekly basis to send a report to your owners. 
So this is an automated way for me to show my owners who may be, um, we have an owner in Germany, in, in Germany on a completely different time zone um, and completely different way of life. Um, he can see what I'm actually doing for his property back in the States and provide him that higher level of comfort in the sense of that report for us is sent every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's gonna show the number of leads for the week as well as since the listing has been launched, um, the number of showings booked, the number of showings actually completed and then live feedback. So say I go out there, you know, pre-listing and I say, hey, listen, the bathroom really needs to be painted. It kind of looks like junk. And the owner's like, nah, I don't want to pay for that. Well, now that that live feedback, the owner's going to be able to see it to say, oh, wow, you know, we had three prospects come out and they all said that the bathroom kind of looks like crap. So, you know, we, we should address that. Yeah. Um, so I think that those reports are critical because it shows the owners that we are putting in the work and we are getting the leads. Or another example is um, some owners will come out and they'll say, hey, listen, I want 1900 a month for this unit. I'm like, I think you can get 1600 1900 is a push. But I'll tell them, hey, listen, we'll list that 1900 And now every week we can come in and diagnose based on the number of leads that we're getting, the feedback that we're getting. And it allows them to make a more informed decision. So it's kind of a form of coaching as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great way of doing it. When I was self-managing properties years back in Connecticut, you'd, I, I had – Certain units and properties, as you know, are kind of weird shapes. There's no comps yep. for them. You know what I mean? And comparables. And um, I would start them at one number and I, it would be like, okay, I'll just drop it like 15 bucks a week until I find someone. Cause there's no, there's no way, you know, you have no way of knowing if this is going for a thousand or am I going to get, you know, 875 for this, for this unit. So it just takes a little bit. And that's a great way of keeping an eye on it and also letting your, cause I do that with my property managers when I have calls with them. I'm like, where do we stand with this? What's going on? And that's a, uh, that's something I'll, uh, I'll bring up to them to uh, kind of uh, streamline that. But um, So the other thing, um, if your property managers use Appfolio, um, if they have the plus version, they can push out insights. I don't love the, the leasing software built into Appfolio. They are making it more robust. They spend a ton of money on development. But literally, you could log in 24 hours a day, and you would have that leasing dashboard that would show you all the way down to the application level what they're doing for your property. So what do you suggest for like, say small mom and pop owns a few units, maybe one property, like a, a three family or a or quad. Um, they don't have any software at this point. Um, what would, what's an easy way, inexpensive way of them advertising units um, online? Is it, is it putting it on Zillow that goes out through all hot pads and all the other ones? Or is there a different way that you would suggest? Yeah. So this is going to be blunt. I hate Craigslist. Like Craigslist doesn't work in our market. And I think that you're really scrubbing the bottom of the barrel in terms of tenants. Um, if you're a mom and pop, uh, two, two routes. One would be Zillow Rental Manager is, a, is a, a great spot. I can remember when I was doing it myself and it was Postlets. Postlets got bought out by Zillow. Um, so I think that's the best route. And the reasoning behind that is the cream of the crop tenants that you're looking for they're signed up on a Trulia or a Zillow to get push notifications as soon as listings come live, because that is how hot the rental market it is. Um, contrary to popular belief that the media pushes out, the rental market is still extremely hot with uh, all of the you know, economic pain that's being pushed around. Um, also, if you're a mom and pop, I think another great platform, I haven't personally used it, but I know a lot of other DIY landlords locally that use it is Cozy. Um, mm -hmm. And Cozy provides more of that all-inclusive approach where I think you can also um, run screening reports and take applications. Okay, cool. Yeah. I've heard about them and I know they have, they used to have a free version or something for smaller landlords, I believe. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Zillow is, it's amazing because Zillow has so many different platforms that are part of it now that you can put an ad out on Zillow and, um, 
and it goes everywhere, number one. And then number two, I mean, you're getting new leads that are coming in through that system every 15, 20, 30 minutes. I mean, it's oh, crazy. You price it, yeah, if you yeah. price it correctly, your phone could literally light on fire with how many leads you got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was looking at it. I was getting stuff. I was reviewing the day after. It was like Saturday night at like, you know, it was like, 10 o'clock, 10, 15, 10, 30, 10, 45. It was like, <laughs> you're just sitting there and you're like, okay, here's a, you know, and I'm just getting a CC'd on it. My property managers are doing, it. I'm like, if you can't rent the property, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's the big thing that I coach our showing agents on is like, Hey, listen, we invest in this great technology. Your job is to go out and close the best prospect. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so you manage properties for a lot of foreign investors. You're just talking about one out of Germany. What special considerations do you make for an investor that resides outside the U.S.? And maybe this is their first investment in the U.S. Or as you said, it's a whole different way of life and different rental, obviously, market from you know, yeah, international. So we try to over-communicate. So in terms of providing additional reporting, additional emails, higher level of touch to get them comfortable um, at the initial jump of onboarding that relationship. And then once they got comfortable, it's all the right level of touch for them. Um, because I think when a lot of people, if they start in the U.S. and they move abroad and they're looking to work with that property manager, I think there's a high level of sensitivity in terms of them getting adjusted where they are. But, you know, having control of their financial lives in the U.S. is, you know, um, important to them as well. And, and we're a part of that equation. Um, the other thing is, like, I have, um, I'm subscribed to Calendly. So all of our clients have a Calendly link that they can book um, with it with 24 hours notice they can book a 15 minute client phone call to give them access to us and that that gives that client overseas more of a peace of mind that they still have access to us they're still in touch and we're still taking care of the property like we told them we would nice yeah that's awesome and i imagine you're taking over properties from owners that don't want to self-manage anymore or moving it from a different property manager uh what what do you see like in regards to most common mistakes that uh, real estate investors make yeah, so I think it's, uh, I think it really comes down to tenant management, strong tenant management um, in terms of the, the re-rental process and then annual rent increases. So I think that investors leave a ton of money on the table by not going through that annual process where they get inside the unit, make sure it's still in good shape, make sure the right tenants in there. And then also getting tenants accustomed to that annual rent increase, even if it's 10 to $15, get them comfortable with that because when you get that huge tax increase or that insurance bump, the tenant's not going to want to hear, oh, your rent's going up 100 bucks a month this year. I haven't increased it in four years. They're still going to be upset. Where if you gradually increase it, that's going to protect you um, as an investor, but also make it a little bit easier on your tenants. Yeah, that's definitely, I'm definitely guilty of that. When I used to self-manage, if you had a great tenant in there, you'd let it slip and then you say, well, you know, now it's my property, my property, uh, your property taxes are going up $1,200 or whatever it is. And now I've got to spread that around. So, yeah. and they're, they're, you know, the, the tenants are, they're not looking forward to it, but they're expecting that they're going to have an increase. Um, right. maybe not five, 7%, but two, three, 4%. Um, they're going to expect to have that. And it's, it's healthy to keep on doing that. And even if you're rewriting, like you said, I have some smaller units and we'll add, you know, 10 bucks, you know, in Connecticut and onto those properties. It's much different when we're when our properties in Florida, but um, yeah, it's, it's amazing how that is. That's a, that's a great, great way of doing it and a great way to check in with them. Cause you want to walk through a property and see what, what the heck's been going on in there since uh, you gave them the keys too. So I call it a safety inspection where I tell them, Hey, listen, I just want to, and we do this at onboarding when it yeah. comes from either a DIY landlord or another property manager. I want to make sure that we're providing you a safe, comfortable place to live. 
but really this is me getting in there, see if there's any CapEx and also, you know, how high I can increase the rent. So. Yeah. Yeah. And to see what they're doing in there as well. I mean, uh, if, if stuff, cause I've gone to places before and you, uh, you're like, Oh, this, you know, your toilets, your toilets leaking, you know what I mean? And yeah. this is going and, this, and up in North, like, you know, that's something on. on the landlord meter and you're like, why didn't you call me? You know what I yeah. mean? And they're like, that's important. And it's like, well, yeah, that running toilet's cost got to be cost me an extra 10, 15 bucks a month. And I know it's small, but it's going to get bigger. Yeah. They really add up. It's amazing on those small little leaks, wherever they are, or a, a faucet that doesn't turn off hundred percent or, you know, whatever it is uh, they, they add up. And especially in the Northern States, the other places where uh, you have a landlord meter and you don't have it separately metered in yep. uh, which we have in a lot of newer construction, but um, yeah, that's, that's great. So you have a podcast, Jim, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm co-founder of the Cashflow Kings podcast. You can find us on Apple Music, or sorry, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, one other platform I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but we're really focused on uh, helping investors either, you know, pick up that first investment property or continue to hone their investing skills up. Awesome. Uh, one thing I just want to circle back before we close out, uh, tell us about what you're doing with COVID. I'm always interested to see how people are managing COVID. And since you manage so many units, you have uh, a different perspective. How are you doing it with your tenants and with your own properties? Yeah. So the big thing in the beginning, um, more it's now streamlined, even though we just had the news of uh, the eviction moratorium being extended at a federal level. Um, but in the beginning, it was providing that human component. So we've always positioned ourselves as a relationship business, relationship-based business on, you know, our client side for the investor, but also for tenants. Um, having some level of em empathy, but knowing that um, it's a privilege to live in our units and the way to earn that privilege is to pay your rent. So I know that sounds a little bit cold with COVID, but what we did is when we couldn't send out eviction notices because the courts in Rhode Island were closed and in Massachusetts, they're still closed um, through at least October 18th, um, we provided a weekly touch point. So we would send out a letter. The first one was, hey, this is how you apply for unemployment. If you're impacted, let us know if you need help applying. Um, the second one is like, hey, if you haven't, um, if you haven't paid your rent um, and you haven't been able to achieve unemployment, let's get on the phone and talk through a weekly payment plan to align with your benefit um, so that we can chip, chip away at that past due balance. Another one was um, when the $1,200 stimulus got pushed out. It was like, hey, here's where you can check on your stimulus payment. Here's where you can apply. Here's where you can see what you qualify for. And then in Rhode Island, they pushed out another program. And we said, um, you know, $5 million has been allotted by the governor to come into this program. Here's where you can apply. If you need help with the application or you need, um, you know, a copy of your lease or whatever else, we can help you with that. So it's kind of that, it's that human approach to say, hey, listen, we're all going through some stuff. It's different for everybody. But if you need help, we're going to help you out. Just make sure that you communicate. You know, if you, if you are unemployed, you lost your job, whatever happened, reach out to us, make sure that we're familiar with it so that we can help you. You know, if you guys go rogue and we don't hear from you, then that's when, you know, things are going to go sideways a bit and uh, we may, you know, put you under the thumb. Yeah, so. that's, that's one thing I've always, if you're having an issue, communication, and that goes with all types of parts of business, but a lot of tenants just try to avoid it. And you say, listen, you know, same thing you're saying, let's have the conversation. If there's a problem, we can work through it. Uh, I'm not SEAL Team 6. I'm not going to find you if you're, you know, if you're not picking up your phone, if you're not picking, you know, responding emails, paying rent, like we have no idea what's going on. So right. just be open with us um, and we have to work through it that way. So that's, that's a great way of doing it. The communication line's open and let everybody know that they have to talk to you if they can't pay the rent. But um, you got it. So how can our listeners learn more about you and your business? Yeah. So feel free to check me out at uh, lionpropertygroup.com. Or give me a follow on Instagram and my handle on Instagram is the notorious CFK. 
Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Jim, for being on the show today. I'll put all those links in the uh, podcast and YouTube notes and looking forward to connecting with you in the future. That's good. Thank you. Hi, guys. It's Charles from the Global Investors Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're interested in getting involved with real estate, but you don't know where to begin, set up a free 30-minute strategy call with me at ScheduleCharles.com. That's ScheduleCharles.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Global Investor Podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to get new weekly episodes. For more resources and to receive our newsletter, please visit globalinvestorpodcast.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Nothing in this episode should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Any investment opportunities mentioned on this podcast are limited to accredited investors. Any investments will only be made with proper disclosure, subscription documentation, and are subject to all applicable laws. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of Harborside Partners Incorporated exclusively.